Welcome to the podcast. I think now is the time to get started. Uh, I am your host, once again, Alex Kessler, here with my co-host, Ben Bateman. Today, there's a lot of news. We got the news. The news is the news was big today. What? Uh, uh, so for those who don't know, uh, or for people in the future who don't know the past, um, uh, the rise of Zendikar announcement day was today. They announced the, they had the big trailer with Nahiri. Um, they had a, um, they released like a bunch of the new mechanics, what the mechanics do. They kind of revealed a little bit of what the story is. They announced a bunch of other sets. They basically announced every set release or major set release or draftable set release, I guess, until the end of next year. So for through 2021, um, and there's a bunch of exciting stuff there. Uh, and they showed off a bunch of cards. Um, I have thoughts on all of these things. Um, I guess before we get into them, cause I think we can go through each thing kind of specifically, uh, what is your favorite thing that was announced today? Uh, I think Time Spiral Remastered is pretty epic. Like, <laughs> hard to feel like that's not my favorite thing. I think Horizons 2, those probably both because they feel like they're in the same vein. Yeah, they're it, both pretty incredible. As I was feeling specifically let down by Hedge and Crab 2 not being able to target yourself and mill stuff that you own and can only target your opponents, I was also noticing and being informed how much these announcements were for you in the sense that we now have multiple <laughs> sets with rogue tribal we have uh uh yeah return to time spiral block we have a modern horizons two. it's really vikings i assume you like vikings i don't know I, well you just turned all your lights off that was weird what i just was trying to adjust my light i'm good now. are you more going. excited about wizard school dungeons and dragons world or viking world um, okay, so of the three, it feels like Viking World is the most similar to like Barbarians and things we've seen in the past. So that one doesn't feel like it's going to it's going to be that different from a normal magic set. And D&D, honestly, if you go back to the original magic, so much of the original magic is inspired by Dungeons and Dragons. So it's going to feel to me without the Dominaria throwback, it's going to almost feel like a throwback, I think, to aspects of alpha and beta that we just like are familiar with i think sure. they'll definitely lean into things that are like dnd specific but um you know fireball for instance right is that's a that's a dnd thing and it came into magic yeah, it yeah. came from dnd they were like that's an important spell so i think of the three the wizard school one has to be the one that seems the most interesting i like like the like idea wizards. any any yeah i love wizards wizards often are blue uh some sort of apprentice wizard or upcoming wizard or wizard trainee type of thing feels like he'll be inexpensive and have a, a low cost ability that counters things or taps things and probably draws cards efficiently so mm -hmm. i like all of those things <laughs> um and if there's like some sort of voldemort character like if there's a sweet like evil thou shall be not be named type of character in this thing i'd be like all about it. yeah yeah i'm i i'm really stoked i think viking could be cool right like i guess we'll talk about the different sets being released before we get into the battle the rise of zendikar so and because i just kind of forced us into this conversation so yeah so like vikings <laughs> uh, i i hope there's viking gods right i hope we get our third take on gods on this plane um because the viking like uh norse norse mythology is really dope and like you get thor and loki and you get all of that they're more like a part i think uh well i guess it depends on like like it's gonna be interesting how much they take from like the marvel norse god mythology and and like actual norse god mythology because they've like done both before where they've leaned like really heavily into the actual thing of the past um and then they've leaned very heavily into um, more pop culture stuff, right? Like, like more, more what people kind of expect from this pop culture plane. Though, ironically, Hercules was not included in Theros, um, as like probably the most high profile Greek character of all time. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it'll be really interesting to see where they go. Uh, a lot of people think there's going to be snow on the Norse, Norse plane. That's like a, a, what a lot of people are theorizing is we're returning back to that. Um, that's cool. Which like, does continue like like something that I think that was really cool that was announced today that we can kind of get into a little bit later is like Wizards talked about how they need to get better at like weaving the themes of every set throughout the year. Right. Where like like this themes from like Theros tried to do it where like Theros is obviously devotion is single colors matter. And then Eldraine had adamant and singles colored matter and a lot of like triple pip spells like the, 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 the different um, leaders of the different kingdoms or whatever. And then there was an enchantment through line through all of them. And with this set, you have 
Like Battle for Zendikar focused on on lands and tribes, right? Those are kind of basically tribal and lands are the two things it's doing. And and of those tribals, wizards, rogues, uh, warriors, and um, clerics are the main four tribes. And then you go into uh, and then lands. And then if you go into I'm there, Keldheim, great, another word I have to learn <laughs> doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> you go into Viking world, which would focus on the warrior part of that tribal theoretically. And then the people are theorizing if it's snow themed, then all of the lands matter benefits from Zendikar or even like Theros with Uro benefit the snow plane because you're now getting snow land permanents into play quicker lets you power up those spells and then then you go into wizard school i'm hoping chat can just guess yes uh Sednor, i i agree that gideon is hercules but he wasn't on on original theros so it was hard to realize that that's what was going on also i think like elsbeth was doing the role of the hero's journey so there's a little bit of both um but um the then you go into the wizard school, and then so the wizard tribal from Zendikar now carries over into the wizard tribal of um, the wizard school. Wizard school. The wizard school plane. Please, someone in chat, give us the name. <laughs> um, and then you go into Dungeons and Dragons world, which theoretically probably re-leans into the four tribes we mentioned, and maybe leans into druids or bards or whatever. And then um, going into Innistrad, part one and part two, at the end of the year, you'll very likely lean into at least a lot of cleric tribal. Um, and then because clerics are a big thing on Zendikar due to the whole church of Avacyn, which I guess is church of what's the green, white Sigarda church of Sigarda uh, now Sigarda. Yes. Sigarda yes. is now the high, high archangel of the plane. Um, Strixhaven is the, is the, is the, um, which means owls, Ben, you're going to get some more owls. I feel like owl podcast. When I read Strixhaven, I thought Baleful Strix, and I thought some sort of like rogue Strix, rogue owl, rogue bird. Do you think what so, are the chances of a a Baleful Strix being printed? What up? Thank you for the person who just did the thing. It was a follow. Thank you for following. <laughs> what do you think the chances are of Baleful Strix? Just hey, that's Lightful. That's my boy Lucas. Oh, nice. That's my knob. Hey, Lightful. My, my chatties. That's Callsign Stamos. Big time, big time. Salute to you, Callsign Stamos. Lucas, um, one of the best. Do you, do you think Belfull Strix is going to be on Strixhaven? Um, so that would mean that they would be printing it into standard, and it feels a little aggressive for standard. Okay. okay. I feel like what we saw out of, I feel like what we saw out of, um, uh, fanged ice fanged Kotal mm-hmm. was that that card was was pretty good. <laughs> it was played a lot. Yeah. And yeah. It was very good in modern. So the idea that like. You don't have any snow restriction. Sure, you don't have flash, but you're still just a 1-1 flying death touch for two that's also like an artifact. I think that's a little good for standard, but then again, with the way they push standard these days, maybe not. I don't know. That card's so sweet. It's yep. one of my favorite cards of all time. Um, I, I would, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say it's going to be in there, and I'll be wrong, because it's more fun if I get it right than, than it's unfun that I get it wrong. Um... And then, so yeah, then we go to, so so the, the cool thing, and then it, they, they clarified on the Twitch, and I think a lot of people missed it. There was like a Twitch overview after the, the big stream with Jimmy and, and um, Day9 and, what's your face? Becca? Becca, Becca Scott. Um, and then after that, they kind of clarified. So the plan for Innistrad is that there's they're going to be released months apart. So, so likely we're going to get one that's released around now, next year, so September. Um, and then they're going to release the second one, probably in the same slot that they're releasing Commander Masters this year. So the like no, late November uh, or the November release slot. So th- that's probably what it looks like then. It's interesting that they've decided that standard can withstand five standard sets in a year for the first time it's since a, I've ever, it's ever. Huge, yeah. It's, it, are we sure that these are all a year? These are not... These are all 2021. Every one of these. Uh, well, except for Zendikar, yeah. Wow, that was that was Crazy. the this the, the, they like they did Zendikar stuff, which we'll get into in a second. But the big the big half of the announcement was we have in January Viking Plane in the like March release set. We'll have the the Time Spiral remastered. We'll then go into wizard school when you know war of the spark or Ikoria came out then where the core set normally is is going to be the D themed set then okay. the fall release has two innistrad sets um and modern horizons and is vampires is that right yeah is, so, so the two sets zombies and vampires uh vampires and werewolves and werewolves yes, right yes. right right so we, we might get a taylor lautner card in there oh, i guess no no taylor lautner no oh, oh, oh 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 sure <laughs> i know i get it i get it 
vampire vampires with werewolves are a many thing it's like a weird it's weird how those two things i guess because they're like the two kind of like attractive versions of of like the monster classic monsters right like zombies aren't attractive there's not like a way to really do that that's not like very forced or weird right um frankenstein same problem ghosts can be like you know what patrick swayze right ghost that was is that yeah he makes the he makes the crap out of a pot as the pottery with demi moore yeah yeah yeah. Um, it's a really important one I mean, so so that that's like itching. and then like you know tribal just synergies. Like Zendikar is really good to come out around Innistrad because they're both very vampire heavy sets. You get vampire tribal from both, and that's like something that I thought was really cool on how they're able to string along. And I'm like, I'd imagine like the core set that's going to be D and D focused. Like we're going to get dwarves, we're going to get beholders, we're going to get demigorgons, we're going to get like all these things that Stranger Things has made popular. We're going to see, which is going to be cool as well. Yeah, I'm I'm really stoked. They, there's a lot going on in here that I feel like is exciting. Um, I know Time Spiral has become a fan favorite for a lot of people, so I know that announcement was exciting for myself, not just myself, many people. I know Modern Horizons was extremely popular, and it's kind of like Time Spiral, so Modern Horizons too, very exciting. So, and I know, I, I know I like did, Sam Black did consulting on Modern Horizons too. Um, okay, so like I, I know that they brought in pretty high level pros to help this time around because I think they realized. One of the misses with Modern Horizon 1 was just like power level was maybe too high. Now it worries me a little bit that power level is going to be too low this time around, but we'll we'll find out. It'll be it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I think I mean, Innistrad is classically one of the most popular sets of all time. So having two Innistrads is is really awesome. Mm-hmm. And then I think, you know, the funny thing is that the Zendikar set is the one that I, I'm the most like I'm hoping it's sweet. But classic Zendikar is not a favorite set of mine. I'm not a big fan of the original Zendikar. I'm happy. I'm happy that we did not see like like when they debuted today. I was like, "Is this preview I'm about to look at going to be allies?" Like, I don't, I do not want allies back again. I was like happy well, that that gone. was not the big push. Well, they're gone yeah. now. Uh, I think. Yeah. So I think I think of all the sets, it's like Innistrad or or the Wizard set are the two I most. I agree. Like Wizards is dope. I'm also looking for a new Wizards existence that I feel more comfortable supporting. So that's pretty 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 dope. And then in regards to like Innistrad, Innistrad is my favorite block both of them like every yeah, industrial block is so dope sure. like all the mechanics that they play in i love the graveyard space i love spirits i love like everything they do is always super sweet yes. the like angel relationship is cool the spirit. world is dope i'm excited like like i'm hoping we get the black white angel um i'm hoping maybe the plot of industrial is like the like them trying to bring back abyssin or the angels in general and we like they accidentally by doing it mm. recreate all of them and we get the black white one which will be dope um you want more spiders more like spider spawning oh, yeah. type of uh, all day yeah. long like yeah I, and we're gonna get spi- uh, yeah, this year's gonna be so sick i'm so stoked there's big spiders on all these things actually there's like big spiders in viking lore there's gonna be some big wolves there so we could get some wolf tribal there yes. that will play with the werewolves uh um, wolves versus giant spiders just like wolves and spiders fighting yeah sick. i'm all about that <laughs> uh wizards have big spiders right like there's gonna be a bunch of harry potter tropes that we see and then dungeons and dragons is like filled with giant spiders so like all spiders I, all yeah. the time it's I, I think it's interesting too like i i i know that um theme and and all can be really really important and uh is exciting but you know we kind of learned our lesson with like dinosaurs like i remember how excited we were for pirates and dinosaurs and those both turned out to be like some of the like more underwhelming things that have come out in the last couple of years, which I remember you and I being on the phone being like dinosaurs and pirates. <laughs> like I said, like, wow. And like, so I, I hope the design, I believe the design on these will be sweet. I think it's a, feels like a pretty high likelihood of success with the things that were debuted today. Yeah. I think, I think they also learned their lesson from Ixalan, right? Like we're almost in a period where it's almost the opposite, right? They went too powerful in the last two years because Ixalan was so underpowered. People are asked, do you think Emrakul is going to come out from the moon on Innistrad? I think, if Emrakul is released, it'll be part of the werewolf set because they're so tied to the moon. Mm. So that's a thing. But I don't I think they're avoiding these being too Eldrazi. I think both with Innistrad and with Zendikar, they're making the statement of last time we were here, we let the Eldrazi destroy these two places. And so we then some ways we were not allowed to return to them in the way that I would like. Um and this time allows them to do it in the way that the original set more or less allowed, um, which I think so is cool. Do you think that we would get like a return to Zendikar here and then like no Emrakul? And then like in three or four years, we go back and like it's the return of Emrakul and that's like a big deal, probably. I, I think I think if I was them, I would do this set, either no Emrakul or Emrakul like 
it like the moon is missing. Like the plot of the gotcha. werewolf one is like they're getting rid of the moon or something, and then the moon's just gone. Um, or like the way they save the angels is by like making the moon disappear, and then it's like a mystery for a while of like where's Emrakul? She's now out there in the world, and then she shows up somewhere at a time that who knows? I mean, who knows where that goes? I like the fact that we don't have an announcement of when we're going back to New Phyrexia is like kind of insane to me. Right? That's like the yeah, one. I feel like area that we're just not like what Elishnor is so popular how are we not returned to yeah. that space agreed I feel like it's super clamored for like I feel like people really 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 love it it's also crazy thinking back to like it, I, I can't believe Scars of Mirrodin was as long ago now as it was that was already a return to Mirrodin mm -hmm. that was a big deal like when it happened it was like wow we went back we went there back in 2003 or whatever you know like we're gonna go back eight years later and i guess back then they weren't returning to planes that often now it, it feels was, like every three or four years recycling through the first time outside of dominaria that they'd ever returned to a plane yeah yeah so, and so like, it was a big deal yeah. well i i think I th like that's, that's the plan right like every every year we're gonna have like one return kind of deal yeah i think part of me feels like what we're seeing is the like the breath after War of the Spark, right? They did their big epic thing. Now they're taking the like, let's show a bunch of stuff. Let's touch a let's touch base on all the loose threads we have. We had Elsbeth, we need her to escape. Let's check on Garrick. Now we're gonna check on, you know, we're not gonna do a big epic on Zendikar because we did our story there, but let's see what's going on there. We can also follow up with the Hiri. And okay, then we're let's go touch upon some new sets. Let's see like these cool ideas we're having that don't have a direction to go. And then once we're done with this, like a, a moosh boosh of 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 sets a palette cleanser they're going to get into the next big epic which will be the new phyrexia storyline and so we like did ravnica and then we're going to do the phyrexian invasion onto dominaria right or something like that which is what i would imagine they're going to do um and uh, miles high club i absolutely think we see oko again i think he was set up to be a villain in the long run i don't know where i could imagine him being in the wizard school um i think trickster i can also see him being Oh, that's dope. I can imagine Oko is on Keldheim, uh, like playing the role of Loki, like doing trickster god shenanigans. Uh, that's kind of sweet, right? Like played by Matt Damon or something like that. Well, I, why Matt? Oh, 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 because Matt Damon. <laughs> Doesn't plays, he have, like Ragnarok? Yeah. Isn't, isn't yeah, in Matt Ragnarok, Damon. Matt Damon plays Loki in the play. <laughs> um, and yeah. then Sam Neill is uh, the is, is uh, Odin. Um <laughs> Like so, so, so I guess the next the conversation I want to get into next is is the lands and Zendikar in general, all, all the cards we saw. So last week we saw Nahiri and Jace. Uh, Jace is dope. He's got Kicker. So there's like a lot of. It, it's funny that Jace has Kicker, and then a week later they released literal kicks of Jace. <laughs> Have you seen? Yeah, these? right. I saw the J I saw the, the Jace shoes. shoes. I saw yeah. Gavin. Gavin was showing them off. Yeah. So it's like it's like he has Kicker and he has shoes that are coming out. Is like very well done by them. Like that's something. That's a level of like timing and brand relationship <laughs> that I did not imagine Wizards had the ability to pull off. So that's really cool. And his ability is cool. He's making he makes a clone of himself that he can keep that like they can both scry up and right, do cool stuff. Right. Um, and then Nahiri is like makes tokens is equipment themed all of her stuff is like does a thing makes a token looks for a warrior creature or an equipment and then ultimates but it's like but if you have equipment it's better it's like it's all like slightly better with equipment but not needing of equipment which i think is an interesting space it makes her like powerful to, without pigeonholed if you had to guess right offhand how many jaces have been printed how many jace planeswalkers oh uh 23 I'm gonna look it up. I like. I don't. I think that seems high. I'm gonna look it up. I no. It's way less than that. Fourteen. I got ten listed here. Does that include buy a bot like the the draft things and? I mean, this is in. This is just the normal deck search for Jace Planeswalkers. It, I guess the only one it doesn't include is probably the creature, uh, Vrin's Prodigy. So eleven if you include Vrin's Prodigy. But I mean, Jace. I've got two three mana Jaces. I've got four four mana Jaces. Two five mana jaces and two six mana jaces. Or so plus the new one. So three three mana jaces plus Varan. So four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. And it does include 12? the it does include the things. Huh. I know. It feels like there's been more. It feels like there's been more. Yeah, looking at all of them, I'd say sixty percent of them are pretty sweet. There's like a bunch of underwhelming ones now. I think Jason's like actually... a bunch of Sorry, finish. There's just been a bunch of like Jaces that have been printed. Thanks, Zimbo, for following. Not that good. Yeah, I think yeah, I th like 
like cunning castaway is like one of the more underwhelming jaces I, I feel like i've wanted that card to be good i finally cut it for my highlander mono blue i think jace has like obviously been in some very powerful cards i actually really like jace as a character i think he gets a lot of crap that isn't deserved like when he is the actual main character of sets those sets have been really cool like like shadows of renistrad storyline is amazing um as is the Ixalan. In fact, two of my favorite story, of my like four favorite stories, two of them Jace is the star of, uh, with Ixalan and Shadows Over Innistrad being those two things. So like, and Jace, Love Mind Sculptor, Jace from Spartan and and Jace uh, Bellerin are all really cool cards. I've like loved having Jace in play, Bellerin. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll defend I'll defend Jace for for the the a lot of Jace haters out there. A lot of good stepping on Jace's face and kicking Jace jokes this week. Um, so, so those are the two planeswalkers revealed. Uh, the mechanics. So, so we mentioned. Let's talk about the the party mechanic. How do you feel about this mechanic? So, the way it works is you need four um, creatures. Uh, you need a wizard, a cleric, a warrior, and a wizard, cleric, warrior, and a rogue. rogue and if you maybe? have all yeah. four of those. Well, no, no, no. You, if you have all four of those, you get a big effect, but a lot of them have scaling, right? So it's like, this card costs one less for every one of the party you have filled. Member of your party. And, and then. So, so what it, what it immediately comes to mind, right? Is that like, so basically you're rewarded for each, each member of the party you have. So the first thing you think of is how many creatures can you think of that are all four types? And there's like a bunch. They're all changelings. <laughs> they're all changelings. There's a handful that are like there's two of the elf. types. There's a new elf that's all four. It's that? all four types. Yeah. yeah I mean yeah. that two mana three two that's all four types. That card, that card's sweet. Yeah. Um but like, yeah, I mean, I def- there's like definitely that four mana card, the black the black one they previewed, that I think is like I think it's like black and four search your library less. for yeah, for yeah. each member of a party you control. And then if you control all four, I think you can cast a convert a card with converted mana cost four or less from your hand without paying its mana cost. So like turn one mutavault, turn two swamp, this card do something awesome yeah. that seems great i think yeah i think well and remember that remember that it, it 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 does have to have one per party member so if you have a single changeling it only counts for one so you need to have four changelings to be able to sure? reduce yes for sure how do you know because i when i felt like when i read it because because they they, they, I... they 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 explained it in the rules announcement and when and 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 they've confirmed it throughout the day i've now been in like three conversations about it i posted a really good let me ah. find if i can post a photo uh Thank you for the follow. Uh, where is it? Oh, here we go. This is my like changeling. Ah, they're the okay. best. They're the best partiers. <laughs> well, so, so I, I feel like I definitely feel like the concept of like your party is a very D and D friendly concept. Mm-hmm. Um, and I respond to that. I think it's cool. I think that the, what you just said that clarifying that you need one of each makes it a lot less sweet. Um, I think that that is cool still, but I definitely think it's like less powerful than I thought it was, but still fun. I mean, yeah. especially from a, well, well, especially cool, from a like thematic standpoint, the cool thing we've seen so far too, is that all of them are, this card is good without this, not all of them. Like there's been some of the commons, but like the flashier ones, the black tutor, for instance, it's like this card gets better. The more you have base level, it's like a five mana tutor. But then like with each one of these things you can pull off, the cheaper it gets. And if you have all of them, it goes insane with the uh, Linvala that they previewed. It's like three mana, three, three flyer dauntless escort is a card that would see play in any standard environment ever. Right. Like dauntless escort was a tournament staple. This is that card that has flying. <laughs> and then on top yeah. of that, if you have these, if you have the ability to get the party going, she gains like a bonus ability. So like, I think that's that's something that's been really cool is that it scales. Um and then for and then for limited it's probably going to be really fun. Um and I think I think yeah. So so Dalek Kosh brings up that party seems really good for limited EDH, not sure for other constructed formats and I think that the way it's going to do well in constructed is be less defined over do you have all the types and more do having some of the types benefit you enough that the trinket text on it is worth having to begin with because it does other powerful things. And Lambala is a good example. I think the tutor you mentioned is probably something that sees some amount of play. Um, that one's probably more in a dedicated trying to figure it out, but there's also just like a lot of support. There's the, the, uh, in El Drain, there's the red, white enchantment that makes three of the four types as tokens at random. Right, right, right. Um, so there's like cool stuff you see, like from the past from this year that they've come up with, um, so, so I think that's pretty cool. So, so that's, that's what the first, the new mechanic. Do you want me to keep going or do you want to? I was going to say, 
something I really like, and I think this is really cool, is that they've now that they've gotten away from the multi the multi set blocks where you know we're we're just doing single sets now. Um, I think it means that when they're designing, instead of designing like we need to have like these three mechanics, these three mechanics, and these, and they have to all weave together for this year's sets. Now they're going like, well, okay, so this set did this thing. So it'd be cool if this mechanic referenced this last mechanic a little bit in some way, right? Mm-hmm. Like let's let's use counters in these two in a row, or let's use these creature types two in a row, so that each set there is a little bit more of that backwards compatibility, but it runs longer than just a block, and then it's all new stuff because mm-hmm. it just means that as you know they can plan it out for like over the next three years, let's use like some mixture of these mechanics through all the sets. That's the most fun thing about magic because it makes magic the best game is it's that compatibility with the old sets. And kind of on both ends, right? Like rogues were pretty supported over the last year. There's like Brazen Borrower is a rogue, right? There's like a few powerful rogues. There's the rogue tribal cards from M21. You've been playing a rogue historic deck to pretty decent success. Like one of the things I was, I think actually the most popular tweet of all my responses was like, Caldam Warriors, uh, 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 Strixheim or whatever. I'm never going to say any of these things correctly. Wizard School, Wizards. Uh, Viking World, Warriors. Uh, Dungeon Dragons, all of them. Innistrad, Clerics. And then Rogues is what kind of what M21 was. And we had Rogues. Uh, and so it's like, it's cool that each of the sets coming up, each focus on a different one of these tribes. Um, as we kind of go forward, Robert, Robber of the Rich is, uh, is another rogue, which is also really cool. Uh, I am super stoked on Merfolk Wind Robber. Did you see this card? Is this the, the, uh, the ninjutsu? No, no, I didn't. No. So it's, it's just a simple, it's just like sim- a simple card. It's one blue for one, one flying Merfolk rogue. It's just a flying man. Um, whenever Merfolk Wind Robber deals combat damage to a player, that player mills a card. And sacrifice Merfolk Wind Robber, draw a card, activate this ability only if an opponent has eight or more cards in their graveyard. So it's a flying man that if you're playing the other rogues, like if you're playing this with like Thieves Guild Enforcer, um, and in some cases, like they're just going to fill their graveyard anyway, it's a flying man that sacrifices himself to draw a card, which is like fantastic that like in, in any kind of one of these creature situations where you like set it up and they try to wrath you, you can like sack your guys to fill your hand back up. Seems pretty great. Uh, I'm a big fan of the card. A little underpowered, but very cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's just going to be really cool stuff there. Um, and I'm excited how each of those tribes are focused on. Zendikar also is famous for focusing on tribes in general. Like, so, like, hopefully we get some cool Merfolk cards. Hopefully we get some cool Elf cards. Both of those are tribes historically supported. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hyped. So the next, the next mechanic, uh, and I'm going to go back and forth, is returning. And that is Kicker. How do you feel, about, you feel Kicker? about Kicker? Uh, <laughs> I'm super off of it, actually. I think it's the thing on Zendikar I like cared about. The, like kicker cards are cool. Um, yeah, I like. It's like the thing I didn't care about at all from Dominaria. It's a mechanic. It's kind of like the opposite to me of what Flashback is, right? Like, I like mechanics that like let me cast them early, and then I get benefit late game from still having them around. And kicker is more. Right. I get benefited by not casting them until later and so i my like brain doesn't like the game of oh do i cast this now or do i wait because i always just want to wait to cast it at its full value um so it's like it 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 has the opposite reaction that i have in positivity towards flashback mechanics or stuff like yeah and and stuff that lets you kind of like get double hits out of things or like even charms right like i get technically this is a modal spell but i'd much rather have cryptic command where I like, it's the same mana every time. So I'm never going to get like mana screwed before I can cast this in a time that's relevant versus kicker where I always feel like I don't want to cast it. This card's not worth playing unless I'm paying the full value. And therefore I don't want to play it until I have the full value. And then I lose because I didn't play my like one three to block. I agree completely with that notion. Uh, there are definitely those cards where it feels like you tell you tell yourself. I think you and I were laughing about this the other day, right? Uh, I think it was on... It was in a game of CEDH we played on camera. And I was like, anytime you have one of those cards in your deck where you're like, well, this is good for this reason, but worst case scenario, I'll just do this with it. The answer is you never do just this with it, ever. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever mm-hmm. plays Tainted Pact on turn two to cycle and to try to like just draw a card. They always like wait until Tainted Pact draws them exactly what they want. So you won't ever place a Tainted Pact to get you a land on turn two. If you like need a land, you're going to wait because it's valuable. The same way that if you have that one three, that the kicker is three and like kicker three, draw a card, gain two life. You, you never want to play a two mana one three. It's such a feel bad right. thing. It feels like such a useless, useless card. I almost like evoke better than I like kicker, which I realize is I like, 
yeah. like to the exact same mechanic, right? Like it's 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 you pay you can pay a little bit less and you get less. This time the creature dies, you it doesn't stick around, but you get the like the bonus effect versus like kicker is almost the opposite, right? You get a creature that does nothing, or you kick it and it does something. And I like. Uh, yeah, I would. I'd rather evoke exist than kicker. <laughs> hasn't like hasn't Mero said like multiple times that basically every mechanic is just kicker. Like that's yes. just actually what it is. I think the reason. And so they, like yeah, sorry. Go. So bringing so so bringing kicker back feels just kind of like why at this point you know like it, it's it's definitely unexciting to me. Um, I think it's popular. I think there's kicker tribal. I think they've also it's like it's another it's a cycling like mechanic where it is a mechanic that helps sets function. It's like a great glue to a limited format in, in chat brought up um, Viper Fang brought up that like it's good for limited because people, Oh, I guess someone else brought that up. No, no, no. I thought he did. Oh no. Food time brought it up. If lands matter. So for, for a lands matter set like Zendikar, it's really important because you're ramping and kicker is one of the best things to have in a set where ramping is a theme because you are given something to spend all this extra mana, mana on, right? Like the, every card you have can be played at a reasonable time if you aren't ramping, but then gives you the benefit of ramping into something by having cool kicker effects. So like that I get, I think also like they picked Zendikar. Yeah. I think it's just, it's like good glue, right? It, it fights against mana flooding. We talked about, I think last week, Maybe, uh, yeah. That, like I, I actually and, think and I think wizards mode on that. I think the notion that kicker is good for limited is correct. That is that that's the situation. Limited is the situation where kicker feels like it's designed for. It's it's a super easy to understand mechanic that I think lends itself well to the power level of, of limited cards. Like what comes to mind for me is uh, Dominaria, the red wizard. I think the two mana one three that you pay three to like get a spell back. Is that the card you were just talking about? Because I feel like maybe. Uh, it, it's I like, love that card. I know that card. Yeah, yeah. That was like, yes. Gitu Flame Caller or something, mm -hmm. whatever it was called. But like, I played that card a lot with Wizards Lightning in that limited format. I played a ton of it and it was expensive way too much. I mean, like, I think, in fact, I think the. Maybe it's two and three and one. So it, it, was, it was a one, three for two. one and a red. You got it. And then it's for four mana. You can buy a spell back. Yeah, because for seven, you'd be able to play it, get back Wizards Lightning, and cast it. Yes, that's what I remember. Yes. And that's such an expensive Lightning Bolt, but like I was okay with it. Like That's sweet for that format. So that's where I'm actually okay with that. Now, I don't really ever want to play that card as a 1-3, but sometimes limited, you just need to. Sometimes you just have yeah. to play a 1-3. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think where I'm at is, is like, and, and someone brought up Lightning Cycling, right? And I think it's, I like sacrificing the cool thing for less mana now. Right. I, yeah. I like cards that benefit that like are useful. Worst case scenario, if I'm mana screwed, I don't like cards that are like, if you mana flood, this isn't out as much because because the problem there is against aggressive strategies. They're just not as good or you like feel worse about it, I guess. I don't know, like the tempo of just like getting mana flooded than having this seven drop. You don't know you need it until you need it, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I, someone brought up multi-kicker. I actually do think I like multi-kicker a lot more than regular kicker because then you like lean into that benefit more and it scales so you don't feel bad. They're like costed where it's like, here's a four drop for five mana. You get a two, two wolf for six mana. You get two, two, two wolves, but you don't you're fine if you just cast it for five. And then every time past that is a benefit. I like multi-kicker more than I think I like regular kicker. Yeah, I'm 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 totally good with that. I, but it also feels like of, of the mechanics that bring back, not the one that they like they probably didn't want us on this podcast to be like, I am so excited kickers coming back. Like, I don't think that's what the announcement today was about. I mean, people, people are excited about kicker, right? Like there are, there are people that love kicker. I know multiple people that are like posting the kicker Lord from, from Dominaria, the red green one. So like people are hyped I, and that's great. Um, it is a popular mechanic. I just, it's weird how like, I don't like it. And I like all these other mechanics more when I'm normally just pretty hyped in general. Um, so the next mechanic, and this is the other new one, for Zendikar, and we we shot called this one, so I'm taking credit for it. Is flip lands or flip flip into land cards, um, and the way that these work different than they've worked before is you just get to choose. These are basically two faced cards that one side is always a land, which is why it doesn't really work as a double side like a uh, like adventure cards worked or 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 double 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 face cards, not double face cards. Double face cards, yeah, 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 double face cards, two sure. faces. Um, these are these are just you, one side's a land. You can play it as a land at all times, or the other half is a thing. 
so far we've seen two spells. So we saw Valakut, uh, which tapped is Valakut comes into play tapped. It's a land, produces red mana. Or the other side is you um, can discard or put any number of cards from your hand on the bottom of your library and then draw that many and cards plus one. So it's it's ostensibly a three mana. Um, you're, it's a net neutral and card advantage, right? You're you're just sculpting your hand with it, but you yeah. get a bunch of card draw triggers and you can do a lot of cool stuff with it. Um, card sweet. There's a discard one too that seems bad, <laughs> the black one. Yeah. Um, and then, but the cool thing is the lands. Um, and so there's six of them. They decided to do three enemy and three ally. Each of them is literally just one side produces blue mana untapped, one side produces red mana untapped. You get to choose which one when you put it into play. It's the cards like this when they come out with that I'm like, I know the, the design space is endless because it feels to me like this is one of those ideas that they, I'm sure they've come up with for like, they probably came up with this years ago. And it was just like, yeah, someday we'll make that because like, what a simple and intuitive idea, right? Let's print cards where you can choose what color it's going to be. <laughs> it's that simple. It just yep. comes into play. You choose the color you want it to be. But it, you know, like, like, and it is that type, right? It's that basic land type. Uh, I don't believe so. I believe it's 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 they're not basic land types. Oh, you're right. Yeah, they're not. They're not. They're not basic land types. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so so. I have like I have a lot of thoughts in these lands. Uh, first one, which is the easiest one to get out of, is that they're missing four. They're missing red, black, uh, blue, white, um, green, black, and blue, green. Um, two things that are interesting, or a few things that are interesting to me on that. One is white, blue, white, and so. Maro also said today that these will be printed shortly. They they will be printed soon. The the full set will be printed soon. Now, soon is a weird statement for Mark Rosewater because soon for him could be in the next two years, right? Like the, a set that is designed exists. So does soon mean on uh, on on the Viking plane? Just like because those colors make more sense for what's going on in Viking plane, they waited till there, and Viking plane also has double sided cards, which is weird because not every set has Viking cards. I personally think they're on Innistrad. I think that two of them on the, are on the werewolf plane side and two of them are on the vampire side. I have thoughts. I think the two green ones are on the werewolf one, even though there's not a red green one, which I think a lot of people are annoyed by when I brought this theory mm -hmm. up. And I think the black red one and the blue white one famous for being vampires are black red on Innistrad and blue white is spirits uh, for the vampire one was was my my theory. So I think on the subject of of the cards that are double faced, by the way, like the the spell lands, mm -hmm. um, I I think it's interesting. We were having a whole conversation last week about the design of cards and the way that the cards that are now being designed feel so much like they are trying to accommodate the new player to be able to play magic on all levels, early game, late game, to have fun, play more magic. Um, and those cards feel like it, right? Don't they? Don't those cards feel like that's another attempt for them to be like, we don't want you getting mana screwed. We don't want you getting mana flooded. We want all of your cards to feel sweet as much of the time as possible. Mm -hmm. So play this kind of clunky discard spell, but also if you need it as land, it's cool. You don't get mana screwed. That was like the big part of our conversation last week, right? That was like the main crux of it, which was, um, and if you guys didn't listen to last week's episode, definitely check that one out. It's on the YouTube channel right now. Um, and, and basically what the, the, the idea was like, Wizards has put a lot of effort to just get rid of mana screw. Um, and by doing that, you basically make it so people play more lands so that they flood out more often. And then you have more and more ways to prevent flooding from being an issue. And, and examples of that is like in standard now, before Zendikar comes out, we have way more powerful like lands that do stuff than we've had in a long time. Um, on top of that, like since basically last Zendikar and maybe last Innistrad, um, where we had the giant cycle of spell lands. Um, and then... You have all of these, like, mechanics that benefit, like, adventure cards, right? Like, adventures are great if you flood, if you mana screw. Like, spell lands, I get to play two Valakuts instead of spells, but now they're lands, and I can play them as lands, and I will. I will play on, if I'm on turn one and I have, like, two, three mountains and I need to cast a three drop, I'm going to play this Valakut on, face down on turn one every single time. Right. 100%. And, and that, I think that's the greatest value. And that's, I think, where anytime I've like played Magic with a new player and they compare it to other TCGs they've played, they're like, well, this game does this thing where you can play a card from your hand face down as a land, so you don't ever get mana screwed. And it's like, I'm sure they've listened to those complaints before because that's yeah. exactly what this is. Like, if you, you know? Now, if you play, like, there's a version of Standard right now where you can just play 30 lands and just six of them are going to be Valakuts and 
uh, Field of Debt or Field of Ruins and the castles and just like lands that do enough that they're basically cards. And then the other 24 just basically ends up mana fixing and you're off to the races on a deck that just will never, never get mana screwed. You'll always have lands you need to play. But if you get mana flooded, you have tons of options to buy yourself out of it. This is going to curtail to the fetch land conversation, but a thing that I have as an issue with these lands. So when Wizards of the Coast announced no more fetch lands in standard, they didn't announce it, but they basically have now inferred it enough times in the re- and they've given the reasoning for it. And, and, and some of it is um, the majority of it is that it broke the standard environment with uh, Battle for Zendikar in half. Right, the in concept to cure block by having those together, you created a format that mana fixing was so easy to accomplish that the format was just four color decks. There was one deck you had to play. You played Jace's Rune Prodigy. Jace was a two hundred dollar or a hundred dollar card, and it was because mana fixing was too good. And so they realized like fetch lands are too powerful. One printed alongside dual lands with basic land types, um, just one hundred percent of the time, too powerful for standard. Which I get. I agree with that. Um, yep. Agreed. The other another issue they said was was that at shuffling just too much shuffling, right? By playing fetch lands, decks have to shuffle all the time. You have this land that makes it so people have to shuffle. And the third reason they gave is that they're not that good at mana fixing. So so one of the problems with fetch lands in standard, if you do not have shock mana bases, is that you have to choose when you get the land you're getting. Is it a red or is it like is it red or green? Am I getting a mountain or a forest? And and as soon as you get it, you can't get the other one. So, <laughs> three issues. One of them, which is the, the shock lands, there's a bunch of standard environments that haven't had dual lands, right? You could literally go a year where you print fast lands and check lands and uh, uh, pain lands and temples, and there you go. Zero, zero forest mountains in the format. In that same standard environment, you... So then you have the other two issues. Right now, in standard, every deck starts with four fetch lands. Right? Fabled Passage is the most played land in the format. So the shuffling issue is a thing that they've decided isn't as much of an issue. Now, that's cool because every color combo can use it. But they've, like, that's how every game plays. Now, there are fetch lands in the format. They're worse for, like, aggro decks, right? They're, like, they benefit, like, slower decks, which I guess is a thing. But uh, still. Um... And then now they print these lands, which is the other problem with Zendikar lands, is that they're bad at mana fixing. <laughs> you play one of these fetch lands and you have to pick, does it go face down or face up? And at that point, you've chosen. It's now an island under Ore Mountain. Now, Zendikar Rising already has shown that there's some of a, like, return your lands to your hand theme. So those will benefit with both of these lands. The spell lands and this were like... A bounce land with this land is better because you can return it to pick a different color. Or a bounce land with the Valakut land is better because you played it early game. You needed it to be able to cast your spells on turn two. But then now you're mana flooded, but you can play this bounce effect that returns the land to your hand. And now you have a spell. Um, so theoretically, that's the benefit. But it, it's weird to me that they can't print fetch lands into standard when basically in this set they've established. Yeah, we could. All of those, all of the main reasons we said that they're not good for standard, we can probably get around, but we're choosing not to. Now, here's where we're going to print them, which is Modern Horizons 2 and box toppers. So you're guaranteed to get a valuable land if you buy a box from this set or the collector set. And then people are theorizing that's still in the VIP boosters or in the booster experience boosters. So we'll see. So 100% confirmed that the fetch lands that we're getting at the box stoppers will not be part of the regular set. That's not happening. Correct. So so the expeditions are no longer randomly assorted in packs. Those are only going to be available as box stoppers? Uh, we don't know if they're going to be in... So so you know that there's new like t- a new pack? Have you heard of the new pack? The collector pack or what? No. So so last year they launched the collector pack, right? And that just has like all the altered art, all foil, yeah, dope stuff. It's stuff. extra expensive. Um, so that pack exists. And then there's a new pack, which is basically they realize that draft packs are for draft. These collector packs are just for collectors to own product and really for stores to open so that they have, can have cool promos in many ways. This third pack is basically for pack openers on YouTube, <laughs> um, but Got like it. it's for people that want to open packs for the sake. So it comes with an art card that's like a full art, no, like cut, like modern uh, modern horizons. It then comes with a pre-coilated group of cards that normally tell a story of some variety. So there's like a huh. reveal as you're going through it, and then there's like two rares, one of which can be a mythic rare. Then there's a foil guaranteed, and then there's a 
um, a wild card. And the wild card, we don't know what it is. And the wild card very well could be able to include expeditions. Now, my guess is that would be very rare. My guess it's more often going to include altered art stuff, right? Like the stuff that normally you get in the collector booster. Um, right, right. Apparently, Futon says you can max out on four rares if you're lucky. Does anyone, if check and let us know what this pack is called, the official name, that would actually be very helpful. Um, are these are these packs more expensive? Set boosters than are called set packs? boosters. Uh, I do not know the retail. They don't sell SRP gotcha. anymore, so I don't know the retail. Maybe maybe yeah. someone on chat can let us know what the retail is. Chat's great. This is awesome. <laughs> Thank this you, chat. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess, small people... thing, chat. If you are on Twitch, please follow. Uh, if you are on YouTube, please like and subscribe. The like button actually is more important. There's like 80 to 90 of you, and there's only 14 likes, and that makes us sad. There's just a little thumb button yeah. there. Click it. Little thumb button here on 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 the YouTube, guys. Helps, please do me helps, a favor and just hit that hit that thumbs up. Helps that algorithm. Um, and obviously, if you're if you're in Twitch, please follow. And uh, if you subscribe, you get a Baby Yoda emote. So that's cool as well. Um, they're, they're supposed to be just barely more than a drop booster. Uh, so, so got it. Okay. To so, be so, like- so, 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 yeah. So not, so not too much more expensive. So that's that's interesting. I mean, I've gone on record many times as saying that I really think that the the printing of fancy versions of cards that I like is something I'm a fan of. Mm-hmm. So I'm all about it. Um, when you buy a regular booster box of Zendikar Rising, you don't get a box up with that, though, do you? I or do you get a box up with every single box? I, I I believe you only get it if you buy the V, not the VIP, but the collector booster box and maybe the set booster got box. Got it. Uh, got it. I know when the regular. Yeah, the new art's amazing. I mean, like, I love the expedition feeling, right? It is sad. I agree. Shivan kind of tweeted that it doesn't feel like real expeditions. Sorry, you were saying you were saying that they don't feel like real cards. They don't feel like real expeditions. They don't feel like what expeditions felt like before, right? There is that super lottery feeling that expeditions used to have, where like you would open a pack, like at at the pre-release when someone opened up an expedition, it was like literally one of the most epic pack opening experiences i've ever like seen and that just doesn't exist now maybe with set boosters it does like that's that's i think hopefully they did include it in the wild card slot and if they didn't hopefully they do in the future um i also think that these yeah so uh, but they look great i mean the exp- the expedition style frames are always really cool uh so yeah, box I gotta offers ask the, I gotta are ask collectors the- set and draft boosters um, so yeah, as far as the things that were announced today, you know, we talked about all the new sets. We talked about Zendikar. Um, I think what's exciting about that. And then, you know, I do want, let's, let's just talk a little bit about the, the two sets that we didn't talk about as much, which is, you know, uh, Time Spiral Remastered and so we have, uh, we Horizons have, 2. Before that, we have Landfall. We didn't talk about Landfall. Last thing about okay, Zendikar. Yep. Uh, love Landfall. Sad that Hedging Crab is boring now and only mills your opponent. I guess you're happy with your dumb milling your opponent. <laughs> interest i'm here to mill myself i want my graveyard in my graveyard <laughs> uh, i love milling my opponents i don't go to do it as much as i used to it is sweet that in modern i'm now going to be able to play eight hedron crabs with that ability so as far as like wanting to build that deck i can have eight copies of hedron crab on turn one and just lots of fetches and like i feel it feels like that seems like a pretty good way honestly it makes me feel like what i want to do is build like I think I want to build Hedron Crab Valakut in modern. Mm-hmm. Like Hedron Crabs, Valakut, Mountains, and Scapeshift. <laughs> and just like and just like have the backup plan. Just try to mill you out and have the backup plan of just like Valakutting you out of nowhere. I feel like that that seems like a deck. I guess if the crabs die, then you're you're in trouble, but still um, seems pretty sweet. We, right? We've been confirmed that there is a crab Leviathan. I hope to God that it's legendary. I want a crab tribal commander so badly. Um and then I think just more crab tribal, right? I think crabs are dope creature type. Like cats got it. Give it to crabs. <laughs> uh, they seem to be leaning into that. They seem to be leaning into the tribal aspect like way more consistently in a, in a way that seems fun. So who who knows? Like I I can't I can't say that the stuff I noticed so far with the, with landfall that they previewed today that I thought was interesting. So like like Lotus Carver's back, mm-hmm. and like it's hilarious how underpowered the car feels now compared to what it felt like back then. It used to feel so good. Lotus Cobra was such a sweet card back in Zendikar Standard. Mm-hmm. Like I think it'll be good still, but I I definitely think you know a little like less powerful. And then there's this new there's this new Nissa, I believe, right? It's a new Nissa playing the, a Golgari Nissa. Yeah, it is. Yeah, she has landfall, and she she gets a counter with landfall, so she'll plus up, and then, and then she can reanimate. Um, one thing that I'm super stoked for. One of my biggest complaints for Battle for Zendikar is landfall felt lame. There, they like didn't Agreed. like like Zendikar one had 
Bloodgast. It had Steplinks. It had Plated Geopede. It had Lotus Cobra. It had all these cool benefits to land. For- and then we went to Battle for Zendikar and they powered it way down. They're like, nope, this sucked. We've already been previewed. Hellhound of Akum, uh, creature elemental dog for one red landfall. When a land enters the battlefield under your control, Hellhound of Akum gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. It is a zero one. We got a red step links. Um, so we are already seeing comparable power level to original Zendikar, uh, landfall. I mean, obviously Lotus Cobra's here. Hedron Crab, it's kind of as cool. Um, it's one of the, I think it was Chase from Mana Curves tweeted the like, Mom, can I have a hedge and crab? And then, like, the meme and the mom's like, we have hedge and crabs at home, and you come home, and it's this new salvage crab or whatever. Do you know this meme? Uh, no, but I was just thinking when you said red, red step links, it is interesting to think that you can turn one step links, turn two, fetch land, right? Attack for four, play second step links, turn three, attack for, what, eight at that point? So that's eh, not that good, I guess. I guess if you, I think, I guess if you were attack for eight and have some sort of a double strike spell, you could end the game on turn three. Mm-hmm. I think, right? I think like turn one vile, turn two step links. This like you can just like one drop scythe tiger. You can play scythe tiger. Sick. I love scythe tiger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's also a dog, so we got some dog tribal there as well, which is cool. Um, and and yeah, I don't like. Uh, I think I think I'm like stoked that landfall is good again. Uh, beyond that, the other the other like in landfall, there's Omnath, the the four color Omnath. I like this one. People are kind of hating on it. They think he's kind of boring. I like that it like weirdly forces you to try playing three lands on your opponent's turns every turn for a commander game format, right? Like, have have you seen the card? Do you know what it does? Uh, the new Omnath you're talking yeah. about. I'll, I'll, I can read. I looked at it. I'm just. I've got it in front of me here. It's the four color. I'm at four, four. I'll bring it onto the camera. It is a, uh, I'm at Lucas of creation, uh, Red, green, white, blue, legendary creature elemental, 4-4. When uh, Omnath, Locus of Creation, enters the battlefield, draw a card. Then landfall, whenever a land enters the battlefield, under your control, you gain four life. If this is the first time this ability has, has resolved this turn, if it's the second time, add red, green, white, blue. If it's the third time, Omnath deals four damage to each opponent in each planeswalker you control. So I think that's pretty cool. I'm a, I'm a fan. I like, yeah. I'm excited for black, five-color Omnath when like Zendikar is balanced. Um, that we'll eventually get, uh, yeah. In the, in the chat here, um, Trex1490 says, Blood Chief's Thirst, I'm having a hard time, is awesome as a removal spell. People are comparing it to Fatal Push's power level. Um, I think it's really good. I don't think it's as good as Fatal Push. I think it's sweet, but, um, it definitely, four mana to get the job done and, and like is too much. So I feel like it's just a little little less there, but it is sweet. It's the one black destroy target creature planeswalker CMC two or less. Uh, thank you so much for listening and watching. Uh, we're really excited to see what you what you uh, what you guys think about the set, and hopefully we'll be able to edit this down and make it actually watchable. And Marshall can salvage some of it. Um, we'll probably. Re- actually feel like I, I love the direction the podcast has been going i've been having so much fun playing edh with you on mondays um arena has been great we actually streamed we, we streamed uh, highlander gauntlet 